When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Now I'm not a writer. Okay. Podcast, the morning drive, the morning drive, yes, morning drive, morning drive podcast. Morning drive podcast. <laughs> yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I don't know if we ever told you, but because I think you, I think you were, was Marvick your customer at one point? Who? Marvick. No. Okay, Marvick was a. I guess they did like uh, countertops. Okay, yeah. Something. So Sounds we familiar. don't. Yeah, this lady, Millie from Marvick, she was about 90 years old. I'm sure she's long Millie dead now. Millie from Marvick. Okay. Yeah, Millie, Millie from Marvick. And then there was another lady there. I can't remember her name, but she was such a bitch. We, we, they, they keep <laughs> calling like every month to order a new toner for their, they used to have a, they used to have a Rico fax machine. Okay. So me being the you know the one of the one of the top three salespersons in Matyson at that time, yeah, knew knew that they would be better off getting a a deepy a deepy uh, what was it was it wasn't the one ninety it was like the next one above it it was a little bit bigger and used uh-huh. it as a it was a copy machine but they used it as a fax machine, right. So we deliver it and we're sending it up and they're like oh well, we used to have all we used to have automatic dialing. Or, uh, you know, presets. We're like, okay, no problem. We'll, we'll set them up. So every five minutes, the other lady, the other biatch, would come over and be like, why, why do we need another machine? Why do we ever need another machine? It's how most other machines work perfectly. Uh, so Joe, and now every, we're showing everyone how to use the machine, and everyone's gathered around. And Joe turns around, and he's just like, listen, it's obviously you, because they were already arguing about something. She's just being a bitch. So he's like, listen, yeah. she's like, it's obvious you... This is Joe talking. He says, it's obvious you don't like me, and we don't like you. But this is what the, this is what the company agreed upon. If you have a problem with that, you can go to whatever the guy's name was at the time who made that decision. So she was such a cunt, and she was a bitch to us. We ordered uh, Domino's to them. Yeah. <laughs> with her name. Oh. Hey, if she was such a bunny. Oh, such a bitch. That's really the only thing I remember him ever doing. Are you kidding me? That's the only thing that Joe did that was uh, crazy no, and... No. Oh, right. no, crazy. No, 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 no. I mean, we we still have the same truck, 
with a burn hole in the seat. Okay? <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure why he did that. He lit a piece of, I guess there was a lighter there and he lit yeah. a piece of, he lit a piece of, um, uh, what do you call that there? Paper towel. And he was just going to let it burn out, but a piece of it, like, you know, when it burns, it tears apart. And then piece of it dropped off to the thing. And whatever that count, whatever that cushion is made at, it went right up. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Highly flammable. Yes. Highly flammable. Yeah. Why is this ass wipe in front of me stopping? There's no reason. <laughs> There's no reason. Uh, see, this is what happens on the morning drive. Is you get these people to do things for no reason. Exactly. Can you can you give us a little description though of what's happening? Obviously, well, you're driving. Yeah, I'm driving on this road. Oh, here's another site. Here's a big truck pulling out. This is a two-lane road, okay, country-type uh -huh. road. Yep. And he wants to make a – he's coming off a little side street, wants to make a left onto this two-lane country road. So he decides to pull his giant truck blocking one lane, waiting to be able to tur to get onto the, you know, for the oncoming traffic to stop going by. Okay. So can I just blocking. can I just interject here real quick? Because let me yeah, explain to you what's ha let me explain to you what's happening right now. There's about a seven car lane. There's a seven car slow lane because this asshole needs to ride his fucking bike and think. I'm gonna yell at him. You think you're a car? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you think he you're a car? At me. He just fucking stared at me. He thinks he's oh. a, it's, a, it's the same two lane two lane road that you're describing, and he's fucking in the middle of the road. Riding a bike. Yes. Yes. You're not a car. Yeah. And and that's not a motorcycle, sir. No, you you don't have a motorcycle. You're wearing your little you're wearing your little biker's getup. Right. The what least he could do, Matt. The least he could do is to make a sound like a motorcycle as he's going down the road. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I could. That's something I could respect and and mm -hmm. yield to. Right, because he's okay. He's got some imagination. That's that's fun. This yeah. is a, this is a fifty year old man who thinks he's uh, Lance Armstrong with his with his bikers get up. This is we're in men dumb guys. Right. Yeah. Yeah. What a life. He's got yeah. a little. He's got his three year old helmet on. Yeah, and then these bike people. When they get in, when they have their big groups, they all have their little tight uniforms on. Oh, and they'll have like. But he's wearing. Okay, right. So they have their tights on. They like that. It makes them feel sexy. And and if there's a group of them, they get what's known as a gang mentality. Uh huh. And they figure they can do whatever they want because there's many of them, and they'll they'll go too abreast. Instead of a single lane formation mm -hmm. so that cars can go around them, no. They feel tough, so they go two abreast, and you can't go around them unless there's no oncoming traffic and you have to go over to the other lane to get around them. Yeah. Can you it's imagine? wrong. It is wrong. And there should be a law against it. But could you imagine them all making the motorcycle smoke at the same time? Yeah, that would be great. <laughs> that, that, yeah, would that would be like powerful. A, Rolling thunder. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That would sound threatening. I, I, I might, if, if that was coming up behind me, I may pull over. Yeah, it would be intimidating. Let them yeah. pass, exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh. Anything, anything goes here in uh, 
on this one yeah. little tiny road. But, but think about it, Matt. That would be a little sad if they were coming up behind you, and, and you. That would mean you're driving really slow. No, it, the reason why I'm going slow is because there's an asshole in front of me, just who doesn't have any other bike friends, and he's in the middle of the lane, going slow, holding everybody back. Oh, okay. And they're they're. The other people are trying to catch up so they can kick this guy's ass. All right. That's the, that's the world of biking, Dave. That's what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Why don't they have jobs? Yeah, really. Where where are you guys going? Yeah. Get out yeah. of the way. Yes. And you're not going to be in the frigging uh, Tour de France. So stop yeah. acting like you're going to be in the Tour de France. This is because the Tour you're not. De... Because you're not. You never will be. The Tour, Tour de, de Mendem. Jersey. Tour yeah. de Mendem. Tour de Mendem. And you haven't even gotten yeah. to 287 yet, have you? Yeah, no, I'm on 287 now. Oh, what's the traffic um, report there? They're actually moving along at a good pace. I'm now able to squeeze myself over to the middle lane. And uh, we're moving along pretty well here, Matt. We're doing 64. Oh. No, we're up to 66. Jeez, you'll be yeah. at work in no time. You better slow down. I know. Oh, my any, goodness. Um, any any fun cardboard stories of 287 that the listeners may not have uh, ever heard before? Um, no, you know the the old cardboard story. No, I don't I don't have any. Uh, no. I know it, Dave. We've talked about, we've talked about it off air. Right. Right. So, okay, so the time that I'm coming down 287, going home with my pickup truck, and I've got a giant copier box in the back of my pickup truck with a top on it, heavy-duty box. That now, I the copier box home. is almost is almost as big as, like, a refrigerator box. That is correct, almost. And very heavy, very solid, because it has to hold a big copier. So... I'm bringing it home to use as my box for my swimming pool when I take it down. And I'm on the way, 287, driving along in the fast lane, feeling all good about myself. And I look in the rearview mirror, and suddenly, like magic, the box starts to levitate. And it's going (laughs) up slowly. It was like slow motion in the air. And I'm yelling to myself, no! Now. Let me explain. There's cars behind me, to the right of me. They're all over, and everybody's. Two eighty-seven is an interstate highway. Interstate. That's correct. Correct. Three lanes, and we're all moving at at least sixty-five miles an hour. And all of a sudden, sure as hell, the box levitates up in the air, above the level of the pickup truck box. And uh, just goes up in the air and then down onto the highway right behind me with cars <laughs> trying to trying to dodge it viciously because they don't know that it's just a box like a Hollywood even, movie, right? And even though it was just a box, it was a heavy box, so it probably would do some damage to their hood or whatever. Hood, it's hood. So I'm like feeling sick. So I call the state police and I tell them of my situation and I said, it's a dangerous situation because the box is in the fast lane and cars are trying to dodge it. 
And they said, okay, thank you. We'll have someone come out. So the next day on my way home from work, I am anxious to see the remnants of this situation. And there in the center island sits my box. In all of its glory. In all of its glory. One solid piece. Someone had probably a state trooper pulled it off the highway onto the center island, and there it sat for approximately three months. Three months. <laughs> so I would say hello to it. Hi, box. Sure. Hi, my box. On my way home every day. Yeah. Hi, my box. And the interesting Hi. thing was that I thought, because a couple weeks later, there were construction vehicles parked right next to my box. They were there to do some project on the highway, and there sat my box, and there sat a couple of construction vehicles. And I thought to myself, why are they not breaking that thing down <laughs> and carting it away, or at least breaking it down and laying it flat so it's not just some box ready to be blown back onto the highway? Sure. Perhaps no. that's... Can, um, perhaps that construction crew was sent there to deconstruct that box. Maybe. Maybe we'll they said. <laughs> maybe they said, "Look, we're going to need an engineer's report before we continue the work on this box." <laughs> exactly. We have to get permits and certifications. Yep. 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 Right. City council meetings to remove yep. that box. Yep. Now, two things about that story are, are pretty funny to me. Number one. That box was such a solid box that if you took it over to New York, it could easily be used as a homeless shelter. <laughs> a quality homeless shelter. A one quality. Of those, one of those mansions. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it definitely it probably could protect, you know, at temperatures below 20 degrees. Yep. Yeah. Now, I have experienced. Uh, something very similar to that in many occasions in, you know, helping people move in pickup trucks, even my Sebring with the top down. If I had a plastic bag, what was so uh -huh. great about that is whatever air current is going through, whatever science is happening in the back, where you see yeah. the, in my case, you would see the bag. It would pop up, you know? Yeah. It would pop up. Yeah. As soon as it would catch the, as soon as it would catch full air, that fucker was gone. So just nice. imagining, just imagining that box in the back of your truck, just I could see it levitating just a little bit, like, hey, hey, yeah. hey, someone better do something. I'm about to fly the fuck out right. of here. Exactly. And then it catches, it catches the full fucking full terminal velocity or terminal speed, whatever the, uh, like I said, whatever the science is. Then that thing is just gone. It's, that's right. And it just went up in the air and then down behind me, right in front of an oncoming car. Right. Now, that you car, said that, that was a solid box. Solid, Matt. I'm talking, if if you were to, if someone were to be able to throw that box of, at you, it was heavy enough that it would knock you down. Sure. And I, but I know from experience, just driving down Route 80 and 287, I once, I once curled up into a little ball as I was driving because a, uh, a bird almost hit my car. Uh, yeah, so see? I, I can only imagine, because I didn't know what it was. I can only imagine someone being behind you and seeing a 4x4 a, a four four box coming right. straight at them. Yeah. People must have been right. very, very scared. 
Yes, which then this kind of discussion leads to a couple of very good gym stories. <laughs> one of which, one of which was the day we're driving in the Mitten truck and he's driving. We're in Fairfield. I can of picture it like it was driving. yesterday. And all of a sudden we're on the side of the road. There is a flock of birds. I think they may have been robins. There were a number of them. And they started taking off um, <laughs> and, and flying across the road. Now, Jim decides, hey, I'm going to see hey. if I can hit one of these. Oh, so he speeds up the truck. And sure enough, boom, one of the birds hits the top of the truck and it's Oh, what killed. an asshole. What an and asshole. And I said, I said, really? I didn't think that was going to happen. <laughs> well, that's what you were trying to get to happen, you fuck. Exactly. Well, you did it. And then the other story, which, of course, your story leads to is objects that you see in the road that make you curl up and, and have a bad day. And I think, uh, Matt, you'd be best to tell the story of the piece of metal in the road. Oh, that fucking piece of metal. Okay, so I i don't even remember where I was going. It was like 10.30 at night. I think I was driving my girlfriend off at the time back to her apartment, her house, whatever. I were driving. I, for some, why am I even in his car? I don't remember why I was in his car. I think there was some. I think something had happened to my car, or this may have been around the time that I did not have a car due to the engine not working in the Seabrook. Right. Anyway, I'm driving up Howard Boulevard, and I didn't even notice it, but I hit something. Popped the tire, pulled over to the side of the road. No, I wasn't even in the side of the road. I was in the the park and ride. Um, area. So I wasn't bothering anybody. I pulled into the park and ride area for the trains, for New Jersey Transit, and I got out to examine the the issue here. And um, I had uh, it looked like a it looked like a James Bond type of metal thing that he would like launch from his car to stop other cars. Okay. You know, like a metal. It was like a metal. It was like two pieces of metal connected but joined together, almost like a swastika. Okay. A metal, a metal, a metal swastika, and I hit it, uh, in the, and I hit it with the tire. No problem. I pull over. I'm about to change the tire. Probably wouldn't have taken me more than ten minutes to change the tire and be back on the way. Go bring it the next day. Get it fixed for seven dollars. Right. Which is what I think it did, and it cost it because all they did was patch it. They patched it for fifteen dollars, whatever it is. Wouldn't have taken more than ten minutes. So I call him just to let him know that I popped the tire. Wait, you call is, him who? You call who? I called uh, Jimmy McMillie, my my okay, daddy. Thank you. I called yeah, daddy. To clarify that, okay? Yes, I I called daddy just to let him know a a known uh, cop caller. Yes. I should have known, but I wanted to tell him what happened to his car. So I call. He's like, all right, uh, 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 you're gonna have to call a cop. I said, why am I gonna have to call the cop? Uh, because. They're going to, uh, they're going to want to, uh, you know, for, I may want to sue or, you know, I may want to press charge or something. I'm going to find out what it is. Also, we want to make sure we get whatever was in the road out of the road. Right. So I said, there's no reason to call the cops. I'm going to change the tire. It's going to cost, it's going to cost, it's going to cost me $15. Uh, what do you call the cops? Call the cops. I said, I'm not uh. calling the cops. 
Go away, old man. I'm not calling the goddamn cops. But did you end up? Did you end up calling the cops? You want to use my car? Then I'm going to call the cops. Okay. I'll call the cops. Yes, hello, Mount Arlington Police Department. Yes, can you just send somebody over here? I've, I've messed up my tire. No problem. We'll send somebody right over. So we get the thing out of the – there was another piece in the in the road. The cop, just for, I don't know, procedural purposes, asked me for the uh, the insurance card. I said, sure, uh, no problem. My, my dad has the insurance card. Of course he does. So I go and I look, no insurance card. I say, okay. <laughs> now, now I'm there, Dad. Now, exactly. Now I'm there 20 minutes. Looking for the damn insurance card. The cop is being very nice. He's like, listen, call. Uh, I got, I'm going to give you a, I think he was giving me a ticket. He ended up giving yes. me a ticket. Yes. Because he was, I don't think he had the registration either. He may not have had registration or insurance, but if the cop is no, more concerned not. about the insurance card. Right. Right. So I can't find the insurance card. I call him. He's like, ah, oh, maybe it's here. I don't know. So, so long story short, no insurance card. The guy gives me a ticket. He says, if you bring the insurance card, to the police department tomorrow, you know, we can get rid of the thing. Go home, right. no insurance card. My father has right. no insurance card for some reason. So now I'm required to go to court. Oh, this is okay. turning into, uh, this is a exactly. disaster. Exactly. It would have taken me six, 10 minutes to change the car tire, 10 minutes to change the tire, and $15 to replace it. So now I have to now call out of work for a half a day so I can go to the Dover County Court or the Dover Courthouse and stand in front of a judge. So we, I bring the insurance packet and the insurance card, which is what my father provides me. I go there. I am there for about two and a half hours. I'm in front of the judge, and the judge, I swear to God, the judge is berating me. He's like, driving without insurance is a serious offense. And it could carry a you know whatever fought four years in prison blah 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 a fine of twenty five thousand dollars. I said, sir, this was this was my father's car. I you know he has insurance on it. Look, I have the proof here. He looks at it. He says, this isn't proof you had you had insurance that specific day. Uh, I said, okay. He's like, you're uh, gonna come back. He said, you're gonna come back, and I want a I want a typed note from the insurance company clearly stating that on this particular day you had you were covered by insurance i just stood there like are you fucking kidding me and the whole time are you having thoughts about papa mildy the whole, well, the whole thing he wasn't even there i understand but were you saying to yourself yeah, yeah call the I, cops yeah you think Good you idea. think you think you sir i'm standing in front of the judge i said sir you know what's going on here? You're you're threatening me without driving with insurance. I'm ready to go home and uh, Lyle and uh, what's the other guy's Menendez, my father. <laughs> Who's the other guy? Lyle. Lyle and Eric, I think. <laughs> I'm gonna go. In, I'm gonna go over there and Lyle and Eric, my fucking father. Right. So I had to come back. Yeah. I had to come back to court. Oh my God! I finally come back. The guy says, "Okay, perfect. Thank you." Okay, I just want to know one question because I'm here now at the office, and just to end this story, I want to know: Did you confront Papa Jim about the idea of calling the cops? And I what think was he his. What was his I response think, to it? 
I think I don't remember exactly what happened. He he ended up dr- either meeting me a second time at the courthouse with the document, right? Or he was dropping something off, and I just stared at him. He's like, maybe he said, maybe we shouldn't have called the cops. <laughs> uh, I said, no shit. Oh, 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 oh dear. All right. Well, this was a good episode, Matt. We made it all the way to work. That was 25 minutes. That's perfect. That's awesome. That's good. And I, all I right. think what we can, I think what I, I might be able to do, doing it this way, which is recording it first, if need be, I can, I can beep out people's names. I can uh, remove right. the, the word fag that I yelled by accident. Right. Um, and, and any references to certain nationalities that trouble us. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> yes. Well, that that we that I would like to keep in there. Oh, okay. But we'll see. All right, then. Great, great. Very good. See you later. See you later. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.